I'm Virginia Allen. And I'm Samantha Sherris. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Friday, January 27th. Here are today's headlines. The police body camera footage of the attack on Paul Pelosi has been released. A court in San Francisco released the footage of the attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband earlier today. And the 911 audio call that Paul Pelosi made the night of the attack has also been released. In the early hours of October 28th, a man named David DePape entered Paul Pelosi's home in San Francisco with a hammer and wanted to know where Nancy Pelosi was. With the man in his home, Paul Pelosi called the police. Let's take a listen now to what he said during that 911 call per Forbes. No, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came into the house uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. And so... uh, Anyway, he's do, you know, do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He, he, uh, uh, he has this, he's telling me not to, uh, he's telling me not to do anything. The full phone call is just under three minutes long. Paul Pelosi is 82 years old. He stayed calm during the phone call with police, but said he did have a problem. Police arrived at Pelosi's home shortly after the call, and both Paul Pelosi and the intruder opened the door together. Police body camera footage show DePape and Pelosi with a hand on a hammer standing in the foyer of Pelosi's home. While the officers stood just right outside the door, they told the man to drop the hammer, but the intruder refused per Fox. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey, 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 hey. Police rushed in and arrested the man with the hammer the moment he turned and struck Paul Pelosi. Pelosi suffered a skull fracture from the blow in the head. He was injured in the arm and hand as well. David DePape is pleading not guilty to the charges he faces, which include attempted murder. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has declared a state of emergency until February 9th following protests in Atlanta. Kemp also called on 1,000 National Guard troops to deter any future violence after protesters last week threw rocks, burned a police vehicle, and launched fireworks, according to Fox News. The protests were in response to a police-involved shooting that killed Manuel Tehran, a 26-year-old activist. CBS reports that the shooting occurred near a controversial future law enforcement training site. USA Today reports that Tehran allegedly shot a Georgia state trooper in the abdomen and severely wounded him. Kemp discussed this incident during his State of the State address earlier this week. Just this past weekend, when out-of-state rioters tried to bring violence to the streets of our capital city, state patrol, sheriff's deputies, and Atlanta police quickly brought in order. That's just the latest example while here in Georgia, we will always back the blue. We will keep you updated should any more developments on the story occur. The FBI has arrested three men who are believed to have been planning an assassination attempt on an American journalist. The journalist is named Masih Adinajab. She is an American of Iranian descent and a fierce critic 
of the Islamic Republic. The plot to kill Adina Jab is believed to have been supported by Iran. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced Friday that all three men arrested in the plot will stand trial. Garland did not name Adina Jab as the target, but it is evident from her own comments and others on social media that she was indeed the target. Earlier today, she posted a video on Twitter saying she had met with FBI agents who informed her of the plot to take her life. This is the face of a person who was the target of assassination plot. Let me make it clear. I'm not scared for my life because I knew that killing, assassinating, hanging, torturing, raping is in the DNA of the Islamic Republic. And that's why I came to the United States of America to practice my right, my freedom of expression, to give voice to brave people of Iran who say no to Islamic Republic. Two of the men arrested are in U.S. custody and one is being held in another country and will be extradited to America. President Joe Biden is getting a new chief of staff. Biden announced Friday that Jeff Zeitz will be taking on the role following Ron Klain's departure in the coming weeks. So who is Jeff Zeitz? Well, he worked in the Obama administration as director of the National Economic Council and acting director of the Office of Management and Budget. In 2020, he was vice chairman of Biden's transition team. And under Biden, he previously served as counselor to the president and the White House coronavirus response coordinator. Axios labeled Zeitz a COVID-19 czar, and this video of Zeitz was all over Twitter this afternoon of Zeitz speaking at a COVID-19 White House press conference with Dr. Anthony Fauci per town hall. In the hospitals, you may soon overwhelm. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families. The outgoing clean is expected to remain involved in the Biden administration. Earlier today, Rona McDaniel won another term as chair of the Republican National Committee. McDaniel had faced two prominent challengers this time around. Hamid Dillon, a prominent conservative lawyer, was one challenger, and another was Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. The race had gotten an unusual amount of interest and attention due to Republicans' weak performance in the 2022 midterm elections. This will be McDaniel's fourth term as chair of the committee. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us on this Friday for the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join me on Monday morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. I'm going to be sitting down with Mother Erin Friday as she talks about her experience in her family of her daughter being introduced in her seventh grade classroom to gender ideology and the journey in the road that she walked with her daughter to pull her out of transgenderism. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you all have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. 
Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.